Hi, this is TJ Miller, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour, unless you're not listening and you're just watching it, which doesn't make any sense at all. friends welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name's kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has thrown his pants and underwear into a fire and is currently jacking his boner off with little mama's ass that's jeff clark <laughs> what's up and Beaming to us from the top of the Eiffel Tower, the bearded nose caviar eating Frenchman known as Shuddy Boy. You crap crap. Woo! Holy shit, fellers. It seems like the, the forces of evil are attempting to throttle us in our hiney holes today. But the scientists persevere and we powered through fucking almost near dick crippling technical uh maladies before the how show throwing in the towel on the whole episode how close was i yeah not not close at all i had i had faith today i started working on my inner self and i was like normally i'd be finding something soft to kick as hard as i can right now and I'd be yelling. Jeff and I were both saying that you were probably losing your mind and that you were going to come in extremely hot. Trying to, to not be dismay, that guy. You are really fucking calm. It's a, it's amazing what the, the life changes you've gone through over the last several months have done for your demeanor. Remember last time you kicked something soft or tried to, and you ended up with gout. Yeah. That wasn't the last time that he's, I'm sure he's done that. Since then, I have. That was definitely you the most notorious lesson time. from gout. No, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to reverse the normal trajectory of life. I feel like a lot of the times, the older you get, the crankier, crankier you get. <clears throat> and I'm trying to become more and more of a peaceful human. The older that I get, so this was this think- was a, a true test of my patience today. Do you think you're going to lean more towards Eastern philosophies then? I mean, like if that's Buddhism, a- him off all episode and really test his patience. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm just trying yeah, not I mean, to be a like, douche. Do you think you would want to read some Buddhist teachings? No, I've gone to. What I mean, like, would you go to a Buddhist temple? <laughs> I've already done that. Remember. I have one right around the corner, actually. Because I mean, I've been, I've been reading. I read the, and my obsession has just shift shifted from Masters of the Universe. But um, <laughs> I read Rizzo's book, The Wu Tang Manual, and now I'm reading his second book, The Tao of Wu, and a lot of the stuff that he talks about in there, as far as philosophically, makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, the the time that I was going like, to that, that Buddhist meditation temple, 
I, I was buying what they were selling, except for when they got into any like supernatural shit. I was like, ah, this is sounding too close to real religion. Not, not into the supernatural stuff, but as far as handling stress and meditating and trying to be a better person, I was like, all right, this stuff is clicking with me. But I got too stressed out trying to find parking near that place, so I stopped going. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. The parking outside the Buddhist temple near my spot is fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, come on. Can't Buddha free up some land? Give me a fucking break yeah. here. Or at least, like, set up a temple near a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I guess something must be going on. I don't know. It's not like, for once, it's not storming here, but my power went out twice while I was taking a shower, and that threw all of my equipment into disarray, and this laptop is old as fuck. And anytime an MSPH computer shits its pants, which I think has been two times in the entire history of MSPH, it has always been a fucking nightmare to recover from. And if that happened today, I might have kicked something. What about, let's just, let's just uh, like, discuss this. What I if like, we... Uh, I like how like, he's all like, he's all like, well, finally the weather's nice here in California. <laughs> Um, do we have a plan B if that were to happen? Like maybe, do you have maybe, any generators? No, we're, we're, I'm talking about the, the computer dying. Well, okay. So because it seems like we're getting close to that happening. Like, so we should have, I think we're at a stage in our, our lives where we should be planning ahead. Let me see if I and even this, bought this motherfucker on Amazon. Cause I was doing that this, this weekend. Um, I was talking about this in the Easter egg, but a craft EMP went off. Um, let's see what happened. Oh, so I've been selling a lot of my shit on eBay. I'm not destitute yet. Don't worry. I'm just trying to get ahead of the destitution and also free up some of the clutter. So I still have a whole bunch of the shit that was in my storage unit that I got rid of a couple years ago. And what's your uh, what's your eBay? Oh, that's handle. not happening. That is not happening. All the auctions are over anyway. That's oh. why. So like I as I. So printers, I don't know if everybody shares my views on this, but it seems like printers are universally. The biggest pains in the fucking dick in the world. They're they're constantly shitting out on you like, oh, can I print something at your place? Ah, printer's not working. It's being all fucking stupid again. Yeah, so is mine. That's why I need to print at your place. They're just fucking nightmares. So I was trying to print out, um, you know, some paperwork regarding John Cooper, and all this shit's printing out blank. So I go to Best Buy. I buy new ink cartridges, put those in, and those fucking things aren't cheap. Prints out blank again. So I make a reservation at a printer repair shop. Yelp tells me it's four miles away. I get the reservation, the appointment. I put put the address into my GPS to go there. 12 miles away, which in Southern California is like a 35, 45-minute drive. I get there, and this guy, I show it to the guy. He takes a look at it. He takes some of his own ink cartridges, puts them in, and it prints out fine. And he was like, where would you get your the, these cartridges from? Best Buy? And I was like, yeah. He's like, ah. Yeah, a lot of times they just leave them out there on the shelves. And they get so old that the ink like fucks up the tiny little holes that it shoots out of. 
He's like, so go to this place. Go to this place. They they sell repurposed ink cartridges, and they're cheaper and way more reliable. And I was like, thank you, kind sir. I drive to this place. I buy another set of ink cartridges. I put them in, and my shit prints out fine. Then I print out another, like, 10-page document, three pages in. It starts spitting out so much ink, it looks like a redacted government document. And then... I fucking turned it off. I wiped them off a little bit and I got them working again and shit started printing fine. So I didn't think anything of it. I put all these like old GameCube and uh, like Wii games up for sale on eBay. And I, I timed it so they would all end at the same time. And I'm printing out the packing slips and all that shit. And then I print out two things worth and the fucking thing dies again. So at this point, Carl was like, yeah, you just need a new printer. Your printer's the fucking problem. I've had this printer for like six years. I Googled it. Printers last three to five years. I was like, ah, shit. We go to bed. My TV in my bedroom breaks. What? Yeah. Just turn it on. My solution for the the printer thing is why don't you just do like a binder full of post-its? I don't think... You can print eBay shipping you don't need labels. To print on it. You just just write it down with your hand on, on post-its. I don't think the post office takes post-it notes as postage. No, but you I mean, you could just pay for the never mind. Never mind. We're talking about eBay, so you it just automatically will print out a shipping yeah. s- slip for you. Yeah, so all that that all that shit just died on me in one day. TV, printer, and then, so get this shit. I have. Carl's not set up with this shit yet? No, she's, doesn't happen to her, so she just laughs at it happening to me. Everything around you dies, Kevin. That should be a reason for her to leave. It's only been like a couple humans. Everything else is just. (laughs) And a couple of small creatures. Yeah, but they. Uh one of them died of old age and, every, and everything electronic that yeah. you've ever owned yeah in your foot that one time because of gout but yeah you know she again it's my foot it's not hers she's fine but i i um my fucking toilet paper holder the way these fucks installed it i guess like before i even moved into this apartment it, it's all like wobbly and shit and i've had to fix it a couple of times and the goddamn thing fell apart again. So I, I fixed it. I got all my shit out. And I got it fixed the best I could. And I was taking a piss. And I pissed a little bit on the toilet seat. So I reached over to the toilet paper roll. And I go to get like a couple of squares of TP to wipe the piss off. And it just goes like boing, 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 boing. And this motherfucker hops off the TP holder. And swishes right into the pissy toilet. A whole roll of teepee and the little rod that holds the teepee in. Right into a, a pissy toilet. And that maybe that's why I was so zen when I couldn't get the computer working today before the show. I've just been... You've dealt with all these calamities? Yeah. Stuffing you up, huh? Deep breaths, man. Deep breaths. And a lot of edibles. 
But yeah, I oh. just I just got the notification that the new toilet paper bars or whatever the fuck those things are called are waiting for me in the Amazon locker. So I have to yeah, once we finish this show, I have to go repair my toilet paper dispenser. Cause I fucking pissed all over the other one. Damn fucking it! Mean. What a dumb mute. <sighs> So yeah, that's where things are at for with me. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Yeah. I almost barfed all over. I got really stressed out. I got really stressed out yesterday trying to figure out our Saturday agenda. So Shuddy, me and my brothers are going up to Staples Center this weekend to watch the Knicks Clippers. And then afterwards, we're going to connect with Carl and Kevin for a little movie and dinner night. And it's such a clusterfuck doing anything in LA. Like it really is. Like I, I just get like anxious trying to make plans. So we're trying to figure out which theater to go to, where to eat dinner. Well, I already got the tickets, so that's handled. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> what movie are you going to see? Scream Manhattan, or wait, Scream Six. Ghostface takes Manhattan. Did you yeah. see that? To promote the movie, they hired somebody to dress as Ghostface and walk around L.A., and people were calling 911. Wow, people are pussies. Really? That's probably, like, one of the normal things you'll see in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you uh, saw Ghostface in Poop Slime Alley, that would not be the scariest thing you saw in Poop Slime Alley. No. I start worrying when he starts taking a shit. Like seeing somebody in a in a movie costume is run of the mill. Once they start expelling any sort of human waste, that's when you know, okay, this is not normal. <laughs> this guy is dangerous. Yeah. Or girl. Uh well, I mean, if you guys would like to recalibrate and get synced up, we can do we can do a little bit. Oh. Um, I know you like. Well, what do we need to do to recalibrate? I think we're good to go, right? No, this is just going to get us all synced up on the okay. same on the same Wi-Fi network. You like this all one, right. Jeff? Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for today's random, random brain, brain question. So this RBQ is a two-parter. So let's say you found a sexy. Aladdin genie lamp and you rubbed it and a sexy genie comes out and says okay you can be in a committed relationship and in this scenario we're all single so don't worry about getting yourself in trouble Shuddy but you can pick any celebrity starlet whoever to be in a long term relationship with who would it be Who's your number one crush? That's a tough one right now. I don't. Do you have one, Jack? From uh, Euphoria with just stick cannons. With Sydney Sweeney, that girl? Yeah, that sounds right. I'd be down. I'd subscribe to her OnlyFans and I'd tip her generously. 
I don't know. I feel like this is kind of played out. She's almost like too big of a star, too famous. But I really like Jennifer Lawrence. See, if if I was just thinking about it, my first thought was Margot Robbie. That's odd. Okay, so let's take Margot Robbie and Sydney Sweeney. Here comes the poop. Here it comes. Close. They never are without a pig pen cloud of the most vile rotten egg farts. Like, they're not just like... Like a speedboat everywhere they go. But if you're within like six to seven feet of them at all times, it is the most putrid fart smell you will ever smell. Are we the only ones that smell it or does everybody smell it? Everybody smells it. Could you tolerate it? You know, like those wretched dog farts that you can taste and you're just I, like, oh, God I understand damn it. what you're asking. Please stop Probably describing not. farts. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, if she stunk so bad that it just couldn't really, it couldn't, I like, mean, there were, get around her. Yeah. Mm-mm. You wouldn't be like, oh, God damn it, Sydney Sweeney, I'm trying so hard to go nose blind to you. There has to be like a one time where she's not stinky. Like, do you get, do we get like, like she doesn't stink when you have sex or no. she doesn't stink when you go out to dinner. Like there's got to be a one time or else I'm just going to have to pass. No, it's always farts. A pig pen aura of farts. See, I wouldn't even be mad about her stinking. I mean, no one, like I'm a fat guy. So if she's out with me. I'm getting the blame all the time and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but not being able to shut it off. That would bum me out. Oh, I have me. a farting. picture of Sydney Sweeney right here, so I'm looking at her as I say this, and it's like, it's tough. It is. But I don't think I could do it. Fair enough. Well, let, me, let me Google Sydney Sweeney nude. Let me see if I go there. <laughs> There's probably not. That's well, I think highly she, unlikely. She gets naked all the time in that TV show. Oh, that's true. I've never seen Euphoria, so I can't. I haven't either, but. I, th- I think either, I've, I've seen her naked and I guess euphoria. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Well, I think her grandmother of all people said she's got like the sickest boobs in Hollywood. <laughs> and that, when I heard that, I was like, and I hadn't seen him at that time. I was like, all right, I got to see what's going on here. Grandma's giving her props. And I saw him and it's like, you know, granny's got a I, point. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it's hard to get better. It really is. It's hard. It, they're that good. Yeah. But, um, well, speaking of TV, have you guys caught any of the the revival of Party Down? No. Um, no. we just finished the last season of Eastbound and Down with Ken Marino in it. Oh, yeah. And so now we're going to move on to, to Party Down. I saw Raven and I. I got to rewatch Kenny, uh, Eastbound and down. Oh my God, you do because when he's in Mexico, I texted Kevin about this. He says something that I was just like, "Oh my God, this was this is Jeff," because he was say he, I don't remember what the context was, but he was like he was in Mexico visiting Mach, Mach, Macho Pico, 
instead of Machu Picchu, which isn't even in Mexico. Into into (laughs) Englefort? Corn Machu? That's the second season, right? Yeah. That might be one of the better seasons of television ever. Him and Mexico is amazing. That show is so fucking good. When he fucking comes out to the uh, the Hulk Hogan theme song or uh, entrance music, <laughs> dude. Yeah, Danny McBride is a is a national treasure. Absolutely, Love that I haven't guy. seen him in a movie in forever. Was he just like was he just making money off of Righteous Gemstones, just killing it like that? Maybe they're uh, doing a season three of Righteous Gemstones. Hopefully, he's just enjoying being awesome. He is really one of the, the great comedic actors of uh, recent memory. Yeah. Um, but what kicked this conversation off? Party down. Are you guys party down fans? Yeah, I've seen. I saw it years ago. I haven't watched it recently, but like, but yeah, it was good. That was one of those things where I was just I was heartbroken when they canceled it, and I know it just it started at a time when all these people weren't all that big and then everybody just fucking blew up and one by one we're getting plucked out for other tv shows so they were just like ah fuck just just cancel this fucking thing but it is one of the strongest comedy series i think that's ever existed like pound for pound it's so fucking good do they bring back the whole cast is it everybody but lizzie kaplan why? What's she doing that she? Was I think too she. Busy to... I don't know, but I, I I think it's something like she had some like prior TV show or movie she was doing and couldn't couldn't do it. But everybody else is back. Um, and it's. Do they pick up where they left off? Or no, it's it like... it's it takes you know it's like twelve years or ten years later or whatever it is. But they. She was scheduling conflicts. Yeah, but like I I mean if you've never seen Party Down, it's basically a show. Where it's all the it's a catering company, and every episode is them catering a different event, and they're all kind of morons for the most part, and aspiring Hollywood types. Like it's in L.A., so they all either want to be writers or actors or directors or something like that. And every episode is something else. Like they do the Sweet Sixteen party, and the dad is a Hollywood like power hitter, played by J.K. Simmons. And then they'll do an episode where they're catering the porn awards. It's it's really really fucking good. And it was one of those things where, I, like, when they canceled, it was just like, well, that is uh, an error humanity will never be able to correct. And then they're doing a new season. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Like, I am so fucking pumped that that show's back. They're they're and the biggest kick in the dick is it's only a six episode season, but the first two episodes are out. They're doing week to week. And it's fucking great. It's so fucking good. It's like they it's didn't even stars, skip a beat. Though, right? It is, but I think <clears throat> they knew that they were making like a big swinging dick power move. So I saw all these advertisements, like these targeted ads on Instagram, like, hey, Party Down's coming back. You want stars for six months? 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, oh, 20 bucks, you say? Doink. And immediately subscribed. Yeah, they just assume you're never going to unsubscribe. Pretty much how I am with Paramount Plus. I don't even remember why I bought Paramount Plus, and I just they you just take dollars from my account every month. I don't know. 
they did come out the gate firing with like Beavis and Butthead, Halo, uh, the, a couple the the South Park specials. I really enjoy the Sylvester Stallone show. Oh yeah, I heard uh, that's awesome. The King of Tulsa with Martin Starr, who owns a weed dispensary. Is it legit good? It's I enjoy the hell out of it. Like it's not, I don't think it's one of those so bad it's good type shows. I think it's very enjoyable. I've heard from multiple people that that, that show is sick. Crazy Sylvester Stallone on a TV show, a streaming show. Produced by MTV. No shit. Stars? That's weird. Well, I mean, Paramount owns MTV, so I think that's just what's doing all their direct-to-streaming content. Because I think even the Yellowstone spinoffs have the MTV productions thing at the beginning. Yeah. Like when the streaming starts. Well, I will tell you this. If that fucking $20 for six months of stars is still active, I can um, what else is put on the stars? Kevin stamp of approval on it. Dude, when I was growing up, I feel like the cable packages that were either available or my parents subscribed to, you could either get Cinemax and HBO or you can get Showtime and maybe Encore and then there were stars that was like on an island. And I always used to see on the guide, like the TV guide, stars movies were actually fucking sick. Like they actually always had good movies. HBO was always the best. Yeah. Cinemax was second. I thought stars was a close third. And I always thought Showtime kind of sucked. That's why like I've, I just have never been into Showtime. Showtime had some good series. Yeah, everyone. I mean, I know Shuddy likes Billions a lot. A lot of a lot of people whose opinion opinions I respect like Billions, and then Dexter had a pretty sick run for a while there. Yeah, back in the but day, Dexter, Dexter and Weeds had a pretty strong start. I I, I kind of fell off on Weeds towards the end. Um, uh, Yellow Jackets is on Showtime, and that's oh, really yeah. good. I've heard that's awesome. Um. Billions is very good. Um, Black Monday was very good with Don Cheadle. Oh yeah, about the Paul Shear and about the stock market crash in uh, oh. the eighties. It does sound interesting. But yeah, party down. Two thumbs Method up. Method Man Fucking is awesome. in a show on is in Power on Stars. Do you watch Power? Is it any good? I did it. I don't. I just found out that he was in uh, in Star in this show on Stars. So I'll probably is that check it out. show? Yeah, it's Power Book Two: Ghost. Nice. Is, uh, I don't think he's in uh, the uh, the rest. The other the first. Nope, just book two ghost. He's a series regular, so you guys know I'm a big fifty cent fan. <laughs> disappointed I haven't seen power. I'm disappointed myself. Oh, get stars for twenty bucks. I mean and Kevin, to answer your text message, uh yes, he did send it to me. No, I haven't looked at it yet. No. Well, 
Thanks for uh, keeping that under the radar and just texting back to me. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, I know you didn't go see anything this weekend, but did you, Shuddy? Didn't go see anything this weekend, but I did see a bunch this weekend. Uh, Draven and I watched um, Shaolin and Wu-Tang on Friday night. We did a Kung Fu Friday, which was a lot of a Friday night Kung Fu, I mean. It was a lot of fun. Very fun movie. Really good. The fight scenes were fucking rad. Um, however, the video quality that I had to be subjected to was quite awful. Mm. Because Just a shitty DVD or piracy? No, the um, the digitally remastered copy that I have look was basically looks like it was ripped from a, a VHS. So the aspect it was cut off, trimmed on the sides, and then there was like you know how in the old days with VHS, if the tracking was off, the bottom of the screen had like that. Oh yeah, that little like ribbon thing. Yeah. That was throughout the entirety of the movie. And even Fuck. though the movie was dubbed in English, there were English subtitles on the bottom of the screen. And when they were long, the front and backwards were all chopped off. Well, you know, I, I fucking love Kung Fu movies. And I heard about this one that had some real crazy shit in it called like Master of the Flying Guillotine. And I found there was only like one way to watch it. And so I got a free trial of some really, really rinky-dink, obscure streaming service. And they must have... Their streaming copy must have just been ripped off of a DVD that was scratched to shit. Because towards the end, it just kept, like, sputtering and stopping and skipping ahead. And I was like, is this my fucking internet or is this the actual... So I, I rewound it a couple of times and all the skips and pauses were at the exact same place. And it's like, wow... These guys were like, hey, we got this movie. Don't tell anybody we ripped it off of a scratch DVD. So, I mean, I powered through it, but that was a huge fucking bummer. Especially because it was in a fight scene, like a big epic fight scene at the end. Like skipping and freezing. This is some bullshit. Well, well, luckily, there were no issues like that. It was just mildly annoying. Um, But... The fight sequences in it were fucking sick. I definitely recommend watching it. It was fucking rad. Uh, and I can see why it influenced what it influenced. I watched you know? um, uh, uh, a martial arts movie this morning. Oh, what did you watch? Eating and getting ready. I wasn't planning on reviewing this, but I watched a, a Michelle Yeoh movie from 1985 called Yes, Madam. That has... One of the sickest fight scenes at the end, where she is just annihilating motherfuckers. Is she in everything all at once or whatever? Yeah. Yes. Did I say that right? What is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Yeah. Damn, she's been around since '85. Yeah, like I think she got her start because a lot of people didn't want to put like women as leads in martial arts movies. And I hope I'm not pulling this out of my ass, but I think Jackie Chan stepped up and was like, no, she's fucking 
fantastic. You have to put her in the lead of things. So she's got like a whole series of 80s movies where she's just lighting people up. And she's pretty much just as fast as Jackie Chan. Like her shit is so impressive. So if you can find a way to watch Yes, Madam, (laughs) and if you want to see a young Michelle Yeoh rocking one of the sickest mullets I've ever seen, uh, Criterion Channel. It's fucking awesome. Uh, And then we also watched Menace to Society. Ooh. Uh, Jeff likes that. That's a good kicker. Because it's on HBO Max. Oh no shit. Yeah, we were we were trying to watch Juice, which yeah. is available on Can I Cinemax, your juice? But it wasn't on HBO Max. So when we searched Juice, Menace to Society came up. So that was our alternate until we I've actually never seen Juice. I've never seen either of them. This was the first time I saw Menace to Society. You think Menace to Society is a five dicker, Jeff? Yeah. You guys are inspiring me to do a triple header. I'm a nineties triple header. Boys in the hood. Society juice judgment night. Oh, bing, bang, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking Python after Python after Python, just five dickers. I enjoyed, uh, menace to society uh lorenz tate's character was a fucking psychopath yeah, yeah. Uh, well, john morant fucking g just fucking the way he just was shooting everybody up with like not even no remorse either like that scene with the the crackhead who's trying to trade him cheeseburgers for crack and he's just like you know what and just shoots him in the belly and walks away like, what the fuck yeah, um, the state was not a good human. I wouldn't give it five dicks. I'd put it at a solid four dicks because there are some parts where, especially when it's just really the kids hanging out, the acting is a little wonky. Uh, but it's a good fucking movie. It's heavy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't... That move the end. I mean, basically what I said in my letterbox D review, but the end credits roll and you don't fe- have like any kind of warm fuzzies. Uh, but I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith is absolutely incredibly cute in this movie. Yeah, before she got alopecia. Speaking of, did you guys watch the new Chris Rock special? No. I- Fucking didn't. I need to. I need to. I, I was too into sports this weekend, too into golf. I'm going to watch it this week. Was it good? Did you see it? Yeah. Was I it thought, good? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think, I feel like Chris Rock at this point is an underrated stand-up comedian. I, I've never taken him off my Mount Rushmore. Still think he might be the GOAT. Better than Chappelle? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard too many stories about people going to see Chappelle and Chappelle just fucking mailing it in. Like, my parents saw him in the early 2000s and early 90s. It's like he was kind of just too high. I didn't really... That's what Carl... really that good. Carl went and saw him once, and she said he was, like, wasted. Like, drunk yeah. and high and could, like, barely perform. 
Yeah, I've heard that from a bunch of people at this point. And to me, that has to stain your legacy a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Even if he's bounced back from it and isn't doing that anymore? No, I I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Like I I I guess you can give him the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes he's trying out new shit and, and doing that, whatnot, but there are there I've heard of recent instances where he's kind of flopped. And I mean every stand up comedian has, but like I've heard it from different people, different parts of the country, you know what I mean? Like oh, wow. he's he's talked about it on his own set, right? And it's like all right, you flopped in upstate New York, California, Michigan, like pretty much everywhere in the country. And I don't know. Like I still have yet to see him live. I missed him by like one night doing a set at the comedy store until six in the morning. Like the staff packed up and went home and they're like, just lock the door when you're done. And he went for like all night. Do you think he's the go? It, fe- it feels like that's the right answer. Like that's the answer everyone expects to hear. And I just like, you know, that's not really how comedy works. He's I have awesome. to, I, I think I feel I'm, I'm due for a reevaluation. I do think Tom Segura is rapidly shooting up my list. He's a fucking is that a Carl thing. Murderer. Doesn't Carl like him? Yeah, she does. I, I mean, I've, I've always liked him too, but like, his specials are really fucking sharp. Um, but the new Chris Rock one's really good. You know, I uh, I didn't catch it live because it was like the first Netflix special to air live. But yeah. he did. He saves all the Will Smith stuff for the end, and he completely fucked up a joke. And he got he got really deep into it and realized it, and he was like, "Oh, I completely fucked this up." And he just starts over and does it, and it was still hysterical. I was like, wow, good for him. I, yeah, that's that, a tough one because it's like usually they're torn that shit and they probably take the best version, right? I, th- I feel like depending on your level, I think if you're a really big name, you're doing two or three nights filming both of them and then they just use the best take of, of every joke. I feel like a lot of the the lower tier people don't have that luxury, so they just have to kind of nail it in in one go. But yeah, that's well, he that's doesn't have that luxury if they're doing it live, right? Exactly. So I give them right. props for doing it live, and I can only imagine because I beat myself self up when I when I fuck things up, and to be doing like the first ever Netflix special, and then just like telling. Like he got the punchlines reversed, and I like I could only imagine how pissed he is at himself. But he he stuck the fucking landing. I'll tell you that. Like even yeah, just starting you, it over, nailed it. You fired a fucking shoe at a uh, at a comedy goer, dude. I can't. That needs to be a part of that joke every time, dude. That's this honestly, is honestly like the most Kevin Kraft thing. Ever. Like and you know really what's, you know what's fucking heartbreaking? Like that whole thing was being filmed and I was just so like when it happened, a million things like time slowed down, everything froze. I processed like it was like Doctor Strange in fucking 
Infinity War. Like, I just started meditating and processed 14 billion different outcomes in a split second. And I was just like, at the end of it, I was like, you know what? This whole thing is being filmed. Like, there are multiple camera angles on this. I was just like, this is going to be such a, a good clip to have in my arsenal. And I asked Ellis, like, so many times afterwards. I'm like, hey, are they almost done with that video? Are they almost done with it? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're almost done. They're almost done. I think they're almost done. And then I see him posting stuff from it, from his set. And I'm like, oh, they got the stuff done. When do we get ours? He's like, I don't know. You deal with it. <laughs> so then I'm like reaching out to the guy and he kept freezing me out, kept freezing me out. So I kept hounding him, hounding him. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll get it for you. Do you want your whole set or just that clip? I'm like, well, if it's on the table, I'll take, I'll take the whole set. I mean, I only did like 10 minutes, but I, I crushed it. That was the best I've ever done in my life. I'd love to have that clip. And then especially my shoe flying off and hitting a fucking guy in the head in the first row. Yeah. Yeah. Please. And he's yeah, like, all right. Do we transfer or Dropbox or how does it work? Well, he he was like, all right, just give us a week to you know get it get it all chopped up and I'll get it to you. So I waited a week. I hit him up. Silence. Hit him up again. Oh, sorry, I was uh, out of town, but I'll get it to you. I hit him up like three more times past then. Radio silence. Fucking guy won't give me give me it. I don't know if he got told to not give me the clips. I don't know if it so much time had passed because I was just I thought. We all did stand-up that night. It all got filmed. I thought we were all going to get our shit. And then, you know, months later, once it finally got to Ellis, and then I'm like, hey, what about ours? And it's like, well, good luck. I wonder if at that point all of our shit just got erased off those cards. Let's say Jason Ellis told the videographer to erase everything. Just... Let's just just blame him like he blamed you for things. We'll just (laughs) say that he did that. And that'll be the fact. We'll just move forward with that. I'm not going to lie. I think about it at least five times a day. And it drives me nuts. Like, not people, having that? Stuff like that happens to people. And it's like, fuck, if only that was filmed. It was fucking professionally filmed. And I even, like, put out a post the next day. Like, man, I can't wait for you guys to see the video of it. This is fucking crazy. And we'll never see it. That's one of the thing, the biggest things that like I th- and it, I'm like obsessed with it. it I'm, I'm so fucking upset. Yeah, that's pretty whack, dude. That that got filmed and the huh. guy just won't talk to me, won't answer any any of my emails, any of my texts. Counter argument though, could be good that that's not around anymore. I mean, it was funny, but it also was like the most Kevin Kraft shit I've ever seen. Exactly, like. And it got documented. And it probably was in like multiple angles and filmed really well. And now I'm just stuck holding my limp dick. But whatever. <laughs> um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm learning to do. I'm learning to fucking take the L's right across the face. But boy, this one really fucking gets under my skin. I'm not going to lie. God that was a hell of a moment. That was videotaped. How did we get there? How did we get here? Oh, Chris Rock, his stand-up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thumbs up. Worth a watch. I saw the only people I've seen criticizing it were people bitching about, like, I don't know, wasn't PC enough or some shit. 
That's perfect. Exactly. That gets me more excited. It, I still, I think, really I think Jeff just got hard when yeah. he heard that. Oh. You know how I hate the wokes. <laughs> it's an outkick uh, message there. We hate the wokes. Um, I still think, I think Chappelle's Kill Softly is probably the best stand-up, but Bigger and bigger and blacker is is in the conversation. Like I love that. Yeah, I'm sure that's on HBO. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that after the Netflix doc or the uh, Netflix special. I did go to the theater. I made a solo mission and saw Creed three. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Have both of you guys seen the the previous two Creed movies? Yes. I did. I didn't like the second one very much, and I think that's a pretty common really? viewpoint. It's got. I I really like two. I thought they both ruled. Two has a really I good thought, score on on the old letterbox D. My understands for dicks, guys. It does. My understanding is that everyone liked Creed one and Creed two. Kind of got some mixed results. That was my understanding. I could be wrong, though. I guess. I I really liked it. I mean, I you know clearly I know I don't know shit about boxing, and when you put fucking Michael B. Jordan up against Drago's son, who looked like the mountain from Game of Thrones, it was just like Jesus Christ. How the fuck? How is this not going to end with just Michael B. Jordan planted into the fucking ring like a spike? But, yeah, he was giving up a lot of weight in that fight. Yeah. But I thought it kicked ass, and I thought the first one kicked ass, and the third one kicked ass. These movies are fucking awesome. This one was directed by Michael B. Jordan himself, right? And like yeah. Sylvester Stallone is butthurt about the whole thing. No. Yeah. Sylvester and, Stallone is not angry about Michael B. Jordan directing. No, no, no. He's not angry about that. But I did... I did do a little bit of research and I guess the the thing Stallone took issue with is he never wanted Adonis Creed to go to a dark place and they gave his character like a darker backstory origin story. And I guess he was just like drawing a line in the sand like no this is somewhere I do not want this character to go. So his he's still listed as a producer but I don't think he really had anything to do with the movie. He's not in it. But it was still no, fucking awesome. No, his beef awesome. with it is why he wasn't in it. Oh, did they... they Because expl- they didn't really address it in the movie. No, no. Just because he... Because of his attitude towards this movie, he wasn't in it. Michael B. Jordan wanted him to cameo, and he wouldn't, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's That's what I gather, too. But I'll tell you what. Michael B. Jordan did a hell of a fucking job directing it. It looked great. Um, he's a powerhouse of an actor too. Holy shit! See, I have friends who criticize him and think that he sucks at acting. But then my brother, who's like movie opinions, I respect. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but I, I guess I, I definitely listen to his movie <laughs> opinions the most. He, he he really likes Michael B. Jordan. Says he's a good actor. Yeah, and Matt like. It's got to be weird going through life being named Michael Jordan, too. Help. Yeah. Did you see that? That um, 
interview, that quick interview that he did on the on the on the Creed Three red carpet, where he was being interviewed by a girl who I think went to school with him and called him a cornball in like the school newspaper. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, that I shit heard, was hilarious. She was like you interviewing. Know, she bring it up, or did, oh, he called her out. He, on he it. called her out. He's like, no, you used to think I was corny, right? In high school. She and brought like, it up. She was like, "Hey, you know, we know each other. We go back. You and I go way back." And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, I recognize you. You you bullied me. You used to talk shit about me." Yeah, you used to call me corny, right? That's what you said. She's like, "Well," and she like try to wiggle out of it, and he like took her to task or called her out, but then like immediately went into professional mode and like did the rest of the interview, like. Yeah. Like for the most part, chill. But it was it was like a cool little back and forth. Like that's a sick moment. That yeah. is a sick moment. It was. I I also saw some stuff because I guess Michael B. Jordan is a is a is a big weeb. He's a anime huge, guy. Yeah, he's a huge anime guy. And oh, yeah, I get him a Dragon Ball Queef. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, we got to make some Dragon Ball demo. Queef merch and and send him some shirts. But uh. He was saying, I guess, in interviews that he borrowed from anime for some of the when he was choreographing or designing some of the fight scenes, which I thought was kind of cool. Being a fellow weeb, well, is uh, that, are they going to do like mid-round monologues where he's not throwing a punch, but he's sitting there talking to himself, like <laughs> you know, you know, what I'm yeah, yeah. About? Yeah, there, there's like got streams of fucking colors going by him. Yeah, the, like everybody's just standing there, not talking, but just has an intense face. And then there's like three minutes of internal dialogue. I can't believe it's finally come to this. I will try my best to punch him in the face. But if he throws punches, I shall have to duck them. They did. I cannot lose this championship belt. I guess the big thing they were referencing, there's a part, I don't think this really counts as a spoiler, where... Michael B. Jordan and um, Jonathan Major's characters both land punches at the same exact time. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I got that from Naruto. Because nice. I think s- somebody tried to credit it with like, oh, yeah, you got that from Dragon Ball Z, right? And he's like, uh, actually, no, that was um, uh, Naruto and um, um, Sasuke in one of their big battles. And the guy was like, oh, oh, okay. I figured he. I figured he'd say no. It was actually in uh, Rocky One. I don't know if you're familiar. Rocky One, though, that's where I got that from. They do do a thing where you know how, like in the Rocky fights, they always go the distance, and absolutely, they're not going to show you know twelve full rounds in the movie. So they they'll 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 have like the first couple rounds, then they'll do a montage, and then they're in the final round. Of course, the one they did in Creed Three. They did a really, really fucking cool creative move to sort of pass the middle rounds and get it to the twelfth. That I thought was really effective. I think it was really a really cool creative choice. I'll tell you what. The thing that I got most excited about when I was uh looking this up, or not most excited about, but I appreciate about Michael B. Jordan's directing style. I think the official cut was one hour and 57 minutes. It's like, nice, dude. Yeah. Under two hours. Well fucking done. Thank dude, this, you. The Thank script, you, The script was really fucking good, too. Like, 
I don't know. Jonathan Majors is just kicking all sorts of ass career-wise right now. So I'm I'm stoked to see him in anything he does. And I knew he was the is bad the guy. Huh? Is he the guy? Is he the wasp guy? The wasp man or whatever? The bad guy in Wa in Ant Man and Wasp, yes. Yeah, Wasp Man. Oh, I thought he was the wasp. <laughs> no, that's Evangeline Lilly. He plays Kang uh, the Conqueror. But like, I, I knew he was the bad guy in this, and the movie starts, and they're they're homies, and it was like sh- it was one of those things where you're like, all right, I know he's the bad guy, but he seems so likable. How are they gonna connect these dots here? It's like Tommy the Machine Gun in Rocky Five. A little bit starts off amicably and then yeah. turns, and then they become rivals. Now the business changes people, and they. They do like they get there and it's done really well. And and you're like, because in the beginning, you're like, oh, wow, he seems like such a good guy. I'm really rooting for this guy. And then the turn happens and they're enemies and they make him a really good bad guy. And you're like, wow, how'd this guy turn into such a fucking jerk off? Then, then he goes all clubber lang. It was it kicked ass, man. I I'm all in on the Creed series. And I would also just like to take this moment moment to tap dance in the sun that I have seen more of the Rocky franchise than you two jabronis. That's... I've seen seen all nine of them, and you guys are only at eight. (laughs) Pussies. No shit. Yeah. Now you got me. I'll see Creed 3, though. I'm probably going to go... I might go tomorrow, actually. Discount movie day. Yeah, why not? I I think it was like 4.25 dicks. I fucking loved it. Solid score. Bill has like no interest in seeing it, which is weird. Like I didn't think Creed 2 was very good, but it's not enough for me not to go see Creed 3. For me, the the bar, like the lowest, perf- I, I guess, I think Creed 2 probably is the worst, but it's still a four-dicker. I don't even remember what I scored. I just remember coming away from it being like, ah, it wasn't that good. Mm. But I love Rocky. Like, I think I'll defend Rocky 5, and almost no one does that. Let me see what I gave Rocky 5, because I, I watched the Rocky I no, movies. I take no no umbrage with Rocky 5. It's fine. I actually even think it's Ro- fucking awesome. Even Rocky Balboa. Because they don't have the... Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. That guy, what's his face? Milo Fertiglia or whatever? That guy is going to make $1.5 billion in fucking TV. Like he oh, because of that. From This Is Us, and then I just saw him... He, would, he was also in Heroes. When yeah. That was so, big. And, and he's in a new show that's going to be on either, I don't know, ABC, Fox, or NBC, and it's... It looks like a tearjerker, and it's like, dude, this guy's gonna clean up. He's gonna make another fucking grip of millions. Take so, another shot at his name, Milo Formatiglia. Insel Insel Engelfort. <laughs> I wish you went with Milo again, uh, Milo. It is Milo, Milo Yanapopoulos. <laughs> I kind of like this is us. I was into that when I when I was with my ex. She was into it, and I'd make it work on the Tuesdays. Yeah, I never watched never watched an episode of that. 
But I'm looking at Rocky Five, and its average score on Letterbox D is a two point four. So I guess I was generous with my three dicks. That's that's terrible, man. But whatever. I know everyone. Like it's like become. I don't know, like cliche or like. I don't know if the right way to put it is, but everyone feels like they should shit on Rocky Five. I think it's good. It's the only, it's the only one of the Rockies that has the Don King character, right? Yes. Um, Clubber Lang doesn't have one. No, and then like and Creed Four, yeah, and Apollo didn't have one. The closest would be Brigitte Nielsen in Rocky Four, I think. That doesn't count, though. But like, yeah, that doesn't. A specific Don King. Yeah, character. this guy is like Don King to the nth yeah. degree. Yeah, and like Don King is like the he's by far the biggest non-boxer in boxing history, right? Like he's he makes up he's so important to boxing history, and the fact that he's only in one of the Rocky movies is a little surprising. And I thought they did the fucking character well. They even referenced Don King in Creed Three. Yeah. Because Adonis is like retired from boxing and he's more of a promoter or trainer type. And someone sees him off, you know, chopping it up with people. Like, oh, look at Don King over there. Don King's Wikipedia page is fucking nuts. Did he do... He's a scumbag, isn't he? Yeah. He like murdered something in Cleveland, like, in broad daylight. He like, just beat some dude to death. Yeah. Like, before his his fight promoting career. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like they got to come up with a documentary for him. Don King. He's got to be dead, right? Yeah. I'm almost positive. Don King. It's dead. He's 93. He's still alive. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, fuck. He's also only 91. What did I say? Yeah. 93. Yeah. 91. Sorry. Holy shit. Wow, I could have sworn I heard a news story about him dying. Damn, dude. He was convicted of second-degree murder for the second killing after he was found guilty of stomping a, to death an employee who owed him $600. Oh, my Fuck. God. Fuck. He's one kill away from being a serial killer, I think, technically. Yeah, dude. During a 1992 Senate investigation, King invoked the Fifth Amendment when questioned about his connection to John Gotti. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> like, this dude's auto... His, like, his biopic is going to be fucking nuts. Like, Don King's life is one of the more, like, legendary and controversial ever. So, according... He's been sued by Muhammad Ali for underpaying him by $1.1 million. This dude stiffed the greatest. Yeah, a a guy who murdered somebody over $600 stiffed the greatest (laughs) for over a million. Just wait. He, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania local Larry Holmes uh, sued King uh, for allegedly cheating him out of $10 million in fight purses. Jesus. 
Is he um, is Don King at least broke right now? Is there any sort of retribution? No, I, I doubt it. Mike no. Tyson sued him for a hundred million dollars, uh, alleging that the boxing promoter had cheated him out of millions for over a decade, and it settled out of court with Iron Mike receiving fourteen mil. Yeah, Mike Twice Mike Tyson was quoted in saying he did more bad to black fighters than any white promoter ever in the history of boxing. <laughs> yeah. and, then in, and then in 2005, on the other end of things, Don King launched a $2.5 billion lawsuit against uh, ESPN. How do you After do on that a one? documentary alleged that King had killed not once, but twice. He got, yeah, he got... He shot a man in the back in 54 after spotting him trying to rob one of his gambling houses. I don't even know it was a thing. The incident was ruled a justifiable homicide. Like I've heard, obviously everyone knows self-defense, but justifiable homicide. I didn't know that was, yeah, that's like, that was in law. That's like the justice system just being like, yeah, we, we sign off on that murder. Wait, you're a black guy. You murdered a black guy. We're good here. We're not even going to wait. Whatever. You guys sound a lot. Fuck, man. man. That's pretty rugged. Yeah. Served three years and 11 months in prison for one of the two murders. (laughs) How did he do against his um, billion dollar lawsuit? ESPN settled for 50 bucks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the case was dismissed on summary judgment with a finding that King could not show actually malice, uh, actual malice from ESPN, and that right, King good. had failed to prove that any of the challenged statements were false. <laughs> wow, there's some photos. That's a big part of it, right there. That's yeah. like they're pretty much like, well, yeah, you, no, they didn't, they didn't um, malign yeah, you, know, you because you are a murderer. <laughs> You know, like maybe something that's happened relatively in the recent past that people are still hanging on to. Dude. That there's been no evidence presented by anyone that an actual wrongdoing had occurred. There was a fucking photo in his Wikipedia page of him smiling with an AT4 rocket launcher. He's just holding a rocket launcher. Oh my God. It looks like seven. it's like at a press conference. <laughs> He's like, dude, you brought a rocket launcher to a presser? The fuck? <laughs> this guy's a maniac. Yeah. Talking about talking He's... about America's the greatest country in the world. Oh, hey, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You fucking got away two murders. You should feel that way. So he supported GW. Then he supported Obama. And then he switched over to Trump. Yeah, he needs those needs those tax cuts. <clears throat> so uh, he has he is allegiant to no man. It yeah. just goes who whoever's going to pay the most. I mean, he's fucking proof that there's prob there's just there's probably not a god. Like how this guy has made it to ninety one, <laughs> dude. Yeah, murdering people since the fifties. He's been a fat black guy for fucking. St- like 60 years, and he's like, eh, 90. Good. Got it. What do you think his net worth is still? Oh, God. This is going to bum me out. 100 I'm gonna million. I'm going to go on the low end. What, what did you say? 100 million. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. 100 million. I'll just go with that one. That was in my head. 150 million. Wow. Crime pays. Like, he's got so much more money, probably, than Mike Tyson. <laughs> he made listen, so much more money off listen, of Mike Tyson than Mike Tyson. This is just the money that is reported to the United <laughs> States government. <laughs> he's, he's got one of those fucking Walt White storage sheds. Oh, yeah. yeah or he's got account an account in the Caymans or an account in a Swiss bank, because that was more the thing in the 80s was the Swiss banks. So yeah, this wh- is just what the government knows about. In Breaking Bad, who were, who was lying on that like enormous mattress of money? It was like Huel and was it was it Bill Burr? Yeah, I think it was Huel and Bill Bill Burr. He's probably got one a couple of those money mountains, like the like in The Dark Knight when Joker has that mountain of money that he slides down and starts throwing snowballs of money at people's faces and then fucking burns it all. Yes, he's got one of those. Four. Yeah, he's got sure. like a Scrooge McDuck. Room. <laughs> uh, I I went on another little adventure this week. It's been a busy week. I went to Super Nintendo World at Universal. Dude, I've Which, never. Side note, I've never ooh. seen someone take more of an advantage of unemployment than you, than fun of fun employment than you. Crushing it, right? I don't understand how your life works. It's. <laughs> It's mind blowing to me. Well, how was Nintendo Land or Nintendo World? Well, I'm not unemployed. I, I have a I have a part time job. It's true. Telling fart and dick jokes. Yeah. And my last paycheck was a month ago, so I've technically only been unemployed for a month. <laughs> but Fair enough. anyway, um, yeah. I mean, Nintendo World. Ever since it got announced, and then I instantly saw that it was Japan. And then I saw after that it's coming to Hollywood. Real roller coaster for my emotions as a lifelong Nintendo fanboy. And you know, I I can I have and can walk to Universal Studios from where I live. So just the fact that they're putting it there, it's been just a scratch in the back of my head for years. And I finally went. And it was fucking amazing, Jesus Christ. I can't believe how well they fucking nailed it. It really looks like you're in a goddamn video game. They pretty much just modeled it after Super Mario World, the, the Mario game that came out on Super Nintendo. And like it's just you're you're almost like in a built-in valley. Like when you look up, there's just you know, like 40, 50 feet of just Mario terrain built in with motorized coins spinning and warp pipes with piranha plants coming out of them and biting. And it's, it was like overwhelming when I walked in, I like my jaw hit the floor and everybody was laughing at me. Started crying. Who's ever, who'd you go with? I went with Carl and, um, Bonnie and her boyfriend. Nice. And it was like, we, we got there. So we got there at like seven fifteen. park doesn't open until eight and immediately went there. And like the, the, this is the biggest bummer and I'll get that out of the way. Now they don't, they don't have the real okay. estate. It's so tiny. Like they, 
in Hollywood, there's no open land anywhere. So they didn't have the room to really make a huge area. But if they made an entire park like that, like a Nintendo land, so this is the Mario section, and then you can go over here, and there's the Zelda section, and then there's the Metroid section. But it would be the coolest fucking theme park that ever existed, and nobody would ever be able to come close to fucking with it. That's like how well done this little area was. But it only has one ride. It's got the Mario Kart ride. And the Mario Kart ride, while you're just waiting in line, the little indoor area, I guess, the, the, the way it's set up was just one of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen in my life. The ride was dope. It wasn't the coolest ride in the world, but like it's one of those things where they put you in a cart with four people. There's the steering wheel and the buttons on it to launch shells, and they put a, a visor on you with glass panels that have augmented reality shit, so it'll just project other racers and bad guys and you have to look and you aim with your head. So when you're shooting shells off, wherever you're looking, that's where the shells are, will go. And it, it tallies up your, your score. So at the end of the ride, it tells you how well you did. I feel like a micro penis saying this, but I came in last. I'm training my entire life for this. And I came in last amongst the four of us. Very embarrassing. I I don't know. I all I saw was me in last place, and I I just stopped looking. I just looked at the floor, <laughs> disappointed in myself. You got all the intel you needed, but they give you these these. You, you they don't give them to you. You have to you have to buy them, but you have to buy these bands that interact interact with all like the question mark blocks, and you create a profile, and there's all these little tasks to do all around the, the 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 world. So there's these little mini games you can wait in line line for and play with your friends. And then that ch- checks off little tasks on the app that are linked to your fucking power bar- band. And it keeps track of all the coins you earned. And then if you get, if you beat three out of the four mini games, you can go to Bowser Jr.'s mini game, which is kind of like, did you guys ever watch Nick Arcade when you were young? Yes. Jeff might be too young for that. No. I just saw an old commercial for all of that on Instagram. I was like, that's when I got into Nickelodeon uh, around yeah, this then. Was, this days. was years before all that. But it was basically a game show where you had to compete in video games and trivia. And the winning team got to go into a video game. And you were just fucking green screened. And then stuff would be falling. And you have to like look at an off-screen monitor to see where you are in regards to the, the bad guys and the power-ups you're trying to grab. But all these stupid fucking kids that made it to that level, it was almost like they got head injuries right before they went out. They're like, and they all sucked. And every kid watching that from home was so pissed off. Like, the fuck? I could do so much better than these assholes. Why are they on the show and not me? Like global guts? Yeah. Exactly. But the, the exactly thing you do like guts. when your power up band, when you get enough of the, the keys so you can go to the Bowser Jr. thing, you essentially play one of those Nick Arcade games. And that was really cool. But the it is it's gonna be a long time 
until that thing calms down. Like they're they're building one in Florida, so that's going to open I think next year at the Universal in Orlando. But it was it was packed to the fucking gills. They have one restaurant there, the Toadstool Cafe, where you can get Mario themed desserts and and food. We we went straight there when the doors opened, and they're like, okay, yeah, our earliest reservation is for noon. So we're like, okay, cool, we'll take it. I went back and checked with them later, and I was like, hey, uh, so when should I? When should we come back before our reservation? Like fifteen minutes before? And she's like, eh, no, I'd say five minutes before you can get in line. We get in this line, and it is wrapping around the whole property. I um, somebody in our group went and asked somebody in the front how long they've been waiting, and they're like, oh yeah, we've been here since eleven. And we're like, fuck. So it's going to be an hour wait just to get to our noon reservation. And we stuck it out. But it was... Oh, shit. What happened? Everything just started shaking. I don't know if that was a quake or not. Feels like it was. I'll Google it. But, um, yeah, it was... It's it, It was incredibly well done and kind of heartbreaking at the same time that it can't be an entire amusement park done in that style. Because I feel like Disney... Maybe actually Universal did it first with the Harry Potter Land. Because that's really well done and very detailed. And then Disney was like, all right, fuck. We have to do the same thing with Star Wars. And then that kicked ass. And then Universal's like, oh yeah? All right. We are going to jam a toadstool up your asshole with this Nintendo world. Because it was sick. Fucking sick. But yeah, I can tell you guys don't give a flying fuck. So... I mean, not Nintendo World. Sounds awesome. Wish I got invited. <laughs> I just didn't have a plus one, so I would. I can't be fifth wheeling with you in the bags. <laughs> no, I think you're 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 a welcomed fifth wheel. Nice. I went over went. I was just kidding. Yeah, I know. You're busy watching golf, losing money on it too. Really. Golf has butt fucked me for like three tournaments in a row right now. It's it's a, it's kind of a bummer. I'm still up on the year, but struggling, struggling immensely. So, other than the obvious betting on who's going to win, what else is there to gamble on in golf? Are there any cool prop bets? Like, if a guy, yeah, if, what do you bet on other than who's going to win? Like, if someone goes to hit the Drive the ball, the first hit, the first hit of a hole. <laughs> like if the if the club slips out of their hand, can you bet on that? Someone's club's going to fly out? No, I mean, they're professionals. They're not going to take bets for that. They just assume that they'll be able to keep the club in their hands considering they've been, you know, making millions of dollars doing it for years. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you can bet on nationality props. So golf is an international sport. There's golfers in fields from all over the world. So you can bet like best European, best continental Europeans, another one, best Australian, best Asian player, best um, United Kingdom player where you're just betting Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales, I guess. Did Brexit fuck with that, that betting line at all? 
no. Are certain people not included no. now? No, no, I don't think Brexit uh, affected the golf gambling markets. That's good. New best American player. Um, then there's like three ball, which is um, they just find three different golfers and you pick the one who's going to have the best score out of the three of them. Head to head oh. matchups, top 10, top 20 to make or miss the cut. Why there's a lot I- going on. It's so much better than team sports because really, I mean, you can do player props, you can do team totals, whatever, but it's essentially like, who do you think is going to win? Like, that's all it is. Whereas golf, you don't, it's hard to pick a winner, but you can still make money. So, why the fuck did I bet Happy Gilmore to win? I think I'm betting Jappy Gilmore this weekend. He's this Japanese guy, Hideki Matsuyama, who just crushes the ball off the tee but can't putt to save his fucking life. So I call him Jappy Gilmore. Is that his actual nickname or are you just being racist? No, I'm just being racist. Gotcha. Yeah. Can't really bring it to Outkick because it's not a good look for our brand. So I don't really have anywhere to put it. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I feel like it'd be better over there than here. Yeah. Well. You might get a raise if you throw that one out over yeah. there. You might be in charge of the whole thing. And make me editor in chief, imagine. Yeah. Oh, I'm editor in chief. Actually, no, that's more that M- that's more of an MSPH title. All right, well, why don't we end things as we usually do by checking in with some voicemails. Yay! We have to do that other thing too. You know what? Let's do it now. Cuz Okay. You know how my memory goes. Should yep. we should we give you this little thingy, Shuddy? Shuddy, Shuddy, Shuddy. Mad Scientist Party Hour. Breaking news with Shuddy. Uh, MSPH Wrestling 15, it shits different, uh, is going to be <laughs> Saturday, March 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Dom's Twitch channel www.twitch.tv slash domv311 um new signees to the msph wrestling um the game sorry the game has been built from the ground up and is officially moving to wwe 2k22 what a fucking legend it shits different that's what it's called amazing yeah um New signees to the MSPH wrestling roster, Brian from Houston, Jeff from San Pedro, Marshall Festus, Agnetha the Cavewoman, who is Dom's girlfriend, Tiff, and Private Shrimp, our friend Jared. Uh, Everybody's going to know who these people are. I uh, did not have much input in anything that happened in this, so... I was only aware of what I'm about to announce next when I opened the email. There, a shuddy so disclaimer. I don't like how this is lining up for me. Uh, but the 2023 inductee to the uh, Hall of Fame is somebody who's been with the promotion since its infancy back in the early 2000s. Uh and has followed it through all iterations uh, and has not had the best showings in MSPH wrestling, but uh, has recently beat the shit out of Jeff backstage 
uh, and that would be me, Shuddy Boy. How do you feel about being a Hall of Famer? I personally do not like like being the one that's announcing that I'm being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, I was skimming over it. I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea, so I'm honored, uh, but feel like Dom should have maybe had Kevin read the announcement and not me. I don't know. I'm also, I'm I'm starting to think there's some um some fishiness afoot. Uh there's like, not. You always win your your matches. You somehow keep getting all these million dollar cases in queef or no queef. And now Dom magically puts you in the MSPH Wrestling Hall of Fame. I feel like one day there's going to be a giant exposé on your criminality, shuddy boy. There's going to be a Netflix series on. Yeah. And Jeff's going to give it five dicks. <laughs> um, and the first six matches are going to be uh, a triple threat TLC match for the MSPH money in the bank. Uh, of the dragon, Jeff Clark versus uh, to 2023 Hall and fame inductee shuddy boy. <laughs> uh, versus Kevin Macho Man Craft. So I can only assume that Kevin has a new outfit to try and break the curse of the last game. Well, yeah, I think because now that we're switching to a, a completely different video game, I wonder if my facial hair will be gone. Because my, my MSPH wrestling character had facial hair way longer than real Kevin did. I have seen... Uh, our characters. Yeah. And the face grabbing in 2022 is not as nightmare fuelish as 2019 was. Okay. So uh, I believe I even have a, my face, actual face. So Dom's uh, not like piecemealing pre-programmed eyes and noses and mouths. It's now, um, deep fakes. Yeah, but you, they're notice. Uh, I mean, I don't know that he did that for everyone. Oh, okay. Uh, but then the next match is a fatal four way Hell in a hey. Cell for the MSPH Women's World Championship, which is Curvy Beer Girl versus Red Rage versus Agnetha the Cave Woman versus Chelsea the Gypsy. Uh, and then we have an elimination chamber match, which is the winner becomes the number one contender for the MSPH Intercontinental Championship, which is Boognish versus Dom versus the Voice of God Mike versus Ginger and Juice versus Poudini versus Clowny Hair. Uh, and then we have a tables match for the MSPH Canadian Championship. Uh, and that is... Chief Brody versus Arts, who is the champion. Uh, and if Arts retain his Canadian title, he can cash it in for the World Heavyweight title ship at title at the end of the event. If Arts wins another Canadian match, he's going to get deported in real life and <laughs> have to register as a Canadian. And then you're fighting in a second match against O'Pete for the, in a steel cage submission match. For the Intercontinental Championship. Wait, I am? Yep. I'm in two matches? Yeah, he, you're the champion. 
the Intercontinental Champion, apparently. Yeah. You don't remember this, Kevin? I don't remember this, but I was quite fucked up at the last one. Yeah, I was feeling we okay are. in the last one. Uh, and then there's a five-man five man, five man <laughs> Extreme Rules Falls Count Anywhere match. Winner becomes the number one contender for the MSPH Championship. Canadian Championship, and that's Loman Chris versus Mr. Romance Bonesy versus Thunderwolf versus T-Bone versus Throbby Lawler. Last Goodness six gracious. matches will be announced in two weeks. Full event card and Zoom will be posted on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? Um, two and a half weeks? Until this event? March, March 25th. March 25th. So... Yeah, if uh, you want to hang on the Zoom with us, get those Patreon subscriptions in and, you know, select your favorite or favorites illicit substances and fucking get weird with us. Those Zoom calls are always a blast. Carl will not be around. Guys, let out. So I can get even weirder. Uh, Kevin, so there you go. Put your penis away. Not now, Kevin. Kevin, turn your video feed off when you're pooping. All right, where were we? Oh, yeah. Voice Voice mouse. Mouse. Yay. Yay. Wow, you actually synced it up there, Shuddy. It's, it's better like than there. I do with Queef or No Queef. Much better. All right, let's see. Where the fucking shit were we? Uh, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Blood out. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. I did it. I unplugged the thingy and plugged it back in. Now now what? I got to do it twice? Fuck this. Man, I can't believe you. Party hour. This is anti-cannoli Mike. I was listening to an episode in December. And a big country was going on about shit in his pants while running or in the woods or in a parking lot. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to give you a brief rundown. Of big country is like nine feet tall, so he probably has like gigantic turds. I imagine yeah, him shitting his pants is a world of difference between when we shit our pants. It's a real disaster area. Various places that are not a toilet that I have shit in my life. I have shit in a box in a room because the bathroom was taken. I have. I almost took a shit in my oatmeal bowl when we were doing queef or no queef once. But luckily, I made it to the toilet like a real human. Shit in a mop sink in the back of a restaurant. I have shit in one, two, three trash cans that I can remember of off the top of my head. Have you guys ever pooped in a trash can? Yes. Don't all jump in at once. Yes, I did. Yes, I have. I was going to avoid talking about it. Hmm. Yeah. I've pooped outside once in my life, and that's the only non-toilet shit I've ever taken. All right. Well, I want to know what the circumstances were, but I got to know what led Shuddy Boy to take a shit in a trash can. Prank um, or desperation? Desperation. 
not not even desperation, uh, just no other option. It was when you guys were all at Kutztown when Dom and I weren't talking because I was living with his ex-girlfriend in her dorm, her all girls dorm. So I couldn't leave the room. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> you were living in the dorm room or in the dorm yeah. of a school you didn't go to. Yep. And you were living with Dom's ex. I forgot about yeah. that. Yes. That must've been a tense time between your guys and your guys' friendship. It was Dom. Were you Dom had to have deleted your character off of the N64 wrestling game? Yeah, you're no longer a Hall of Famer. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) He forgot about that, didn't he? He no. I I don't think that ever got will get forgotten about. Were you bumping uglies with his ex? Well, he shit. Were you just like crashing? He shit in her trash can. I'm imagining he boinked her. So, look, so you Tiff's were roommate. Tiff's roommate. Oh God. I forgot about that. So was that after because Tiff Tiff wasn't in the room because she was with Troy at the time. Gotcha. Okay. So she was always Troy at Kwan his house. For, for yes, everybody Troy at home. Kwan, by the way. Uh wait, so, you seen Troy? Yeah. 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 That we we addressed that when Troy was on the show, that he and I are Escabros. I don't remember this. So the room, so Tiff, Tiff was with Troy Kwan. So the room was empty other than Jen and me. And you were afraid to go outside because you didn't want to see Dom. So you took a shit in a bucket. No, because it was an all girls dorm. I wasn't supposed to be there. So like if I had to use the bathroom, like we, it needed to be super incognito. Like when nobody was around. Why didn't you go like get a wig and try and pull a sorority girls move and be like, ah, excuse me, fellow ladies, I have to go take a shit. That really hurt my throat doing that. I don't think I want to be shuddy girl anymore. <laughs> so did, did she know that you shit in a bucket? Yes. She's the one that told me to do it. It was fucking foul. It was ah! the one and only time I've ever shit in a trash can, and it was yeah. Because if you think pooping in a toilet is bad, the there's the, nothing holding in any of the smell particles. Yeah, the stench factor is greatly reduced by being submerged in water. So you just taking a shit in a fucking dry trash can. I mean, did you at least pee in it first and then take a poop in your pee? Nope. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Wow, you're a fucking beast, Shuddy. Did, did how did you get prize? In my defense, I was like 18 years old, so this wasn't. I did wasn't you ask like her a, to leave the room? Yes, she did leave the room. She did. And how did you let her know that you were done? Because this was pre cell phone. I I think she just came back like 15 minutes late. I I really. You I, take shits longer than way hat on the on the doorknob. <laughs> this was not. This was not a situation because, as you said, there were no cell phones. So it's not like I was sitting on the toilet taking my time reading an article or anything. Like, this was just get the shit out of me and get it out of the room. So, sounds like a situation. No, that's, that's a, sh- there's no clits involved. Well, kind of. This but is definitely this is, a, a shit situation. situation. 
this is definitely a situation. I mean, it becomes a situation though when you're bumping uglies with Don's ex. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. She leaves the room. You take a shit in her trash can. Like, I remember the, the layout of Kutztown dorms very vividly. Did you at least go into the, the sliding door closet for a little added layer of privacy? Or did you just take a shit right in the middle of the room? No, I didn't shit in the closet where her clothes were. No, you just shat where her two feet from her bed. Yeah, in the room with an open window. Like, that, that seems a lot better than in a confined space where it's going to linger with all of her clothes. Oh, God, this is so humiliating. Okay, no so. part of the story that I'm, that I'm enjoying. We've, oh, I'm enjoying every syllable of it. So we've, we've discussed this many times in the past. It is very hard to go number two without also going number one at the same time. So did you have to tuck your penis downward to also fit in the trash can for when? Yeah, you... there was definitely peeing involved too. So you get done. Um, I'm, I'm. And gonna... it was like, it was in, I'm not a total animal. There was like a plastic grocery bag in the trash can. Is this one of those like little desk trash cans that you put yes. in? Yes. Yep. It wasn't like yes. a full size barrel no. one. Correct. Okay, so you take a shit and a piss in this thing. Did she go to the ladies' room and bring you some teepee? Or did you have to walk around with a poopy ass? No, no. There she no, there was teepee. She This was planned out. This wasn't like a This wasn't like a, an emergency situation where it occurred. This was like I was waiting hours for an opportunity to be able to take a shit and it never materialized. So there was, you know, <laughs> there was thought put into a, a what if situation. Okay. So and I can like put myself in shuddy boy's shoes. Like you're 18 college party life. That was the, the era of like road trip and American pie so, like, the thought of a teenage boy, man, what have you, being like, oh, my God, I'm about to go live in the girls' dorm. This is like a national – I'm living a National Lampoon movie. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world. And then the cold water of life instantly thrown in your face. Oh, yeah, poop falls out of my ass once or twice a day. This has just complicated things greatly. So after you get done taking a shit – and a piss, you wipe your ass, and now you just have to tie it off like a doggy bag, like like when you're walking a dog mm-hmm. and they poop. And I can tell you that this was three or four days on either side of January 28, 2001. What's the significance of that again? It was just... No, it was I because I was in her dorm room <laughs> when the Giants played the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Oh. And we only did that for like a week, week and a half before. She was tired of taking your shits out and, and tied off trash bags. I really don't want to rehash this story, but no, she dropped out of college and moved into my parents' house with me. That's what happened. Wow. So you ruined her life. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure if you asked her parents, that's what 
they would say about that time. They did not like me, which is understandable. Do they prefer Dom? I don't, you know, that never came up. Dom was a touchy subject. You don't say. How long did it take you and Dom to to get past that situation? Clituation, excuse me. Situation. No, not in this case. Clituation. Um, it took a couple of, it, it, it took until, no, no. It took until Dom was maybe a week or two into his rebound girl. And then things got amicable again. And how long after that girl moved in with you did the relationship end? Two months, maybe, Hmm. if I had to. I mean, in college time, that's like two years. I'm trying to remember how long it was. It might have been longer than that. I don't know. We that time was all a blur. It truly was. Boy. What a fucking savage, shuddy boy. Wow. <laughs> Great voicemail though, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we still have more of Auntie Canoli Mike's <laughs> voicemail. For the record, I don't for somebody who people probably look at as King Poop, I don't know if I've ever pooped anywhere all that inappropriate other than my pants and the time that I, when I was in Catholic school, must have been like in fifth grade, we wanted to vandalize the bathroom for some reason. So me and my buddies were wadding up paper towels with, with water and turning them into giant spitballs and whipping them against the wall so they would stick. And someone ripped the soap dispenser off the wall and threw it in the toilet. And I was like, oh, I'll shit on it. So it was, it was a, the bathroom had one stall and a couple of urinals. So I go into the stall and I'm pooping on this thing. And then the door opens up and it's the principal who was a female nun and the janitor and my friends bounced and they come in and they see the damage and they're talking about what they're going to do. And then they're like, shit, where is the, uh, where's the soap dispenser? And I'm in the process of pooping on it and I can hear the janitor and the principal on the other side. And they're like, Oh, we should wait until the person who's in the, the stall comes out. And I was like, Oh, Oh no. But I managed to wait them out. I stayed in there for so long that they left and then I immediately bounced. And without a doubt, they very soon after found the soap dispenser with a big turd on top of it. But aside from that, all my poops have either been in a toilet or in my pants. So. You're an inspiration, Kevin. Shuddy boy, you're you're coming off like a real immature piece of shit here. I would much <laughs> rather have shit in a trash can than in my pants. <laughs> He got me there. Touche. I'm sure there's something I'm I'm just forgetting. I also, as I said, I was 18 years old when I shit in this trash can. uh, And you were close to 40 the last time you shit your pants. You were actually over 40 the last time you shit your pants if we want to get real technical about it. Yeah. 
Tomatoes, well, Kevin tomatoes. doesn't believe a shark is shitting your pants. No. If you're holding it in and you fail and a bunch of poo falls out, that's shitting your pants. Regardless, we have to get through Auntie Canoli Mike's voicemail. I have shit in the woods twice. <laughs> I might have shit in the woods. And I'll tell you how far back it goes. When I was probably eight, I had a wooden dresser in my room. And it was one of those, <clears throat> you know, cheap-ass wooden dressers but made to look fancy so they carved stupid designs in it and shit because that's, that's what they did back in the late 80s, early 90s. So it had a carve-out on the bottom where you could stick stuff underneath it. And I was like eight years old. The bathroom was taken. There was only I grew up with one bathroom, so this happened from time to time. But the one time I couldn't really make it, shit in the room, stuffed it under there, wrapped it up in a little paper towel. No, nah, it must have been like the page of a book. Stuck it under there, ignored it, forgot about it, found it like two weeks later. It was all dried up and gross. So. Auntie Cannoli Mike might have lived in my house. Did you find an old turd? Oh, the, Remember, the, I, the, the shitty the drawers. The poopy undies. Yep. The poopy undies stuffed into the wall in the bathroom. <laughs> right next <laughs> to the fucking I, I toilet. Forget. That's actually reminding me of the time when I was in the Livingston Mall. And I was in either Electronics Boutique or Babbage's looking at video games. And I had to poop. And I ignored it because I was more concerned at looking at video games. And a little nug fell out into my shorts. And I didn't know what to do. So I pulled my pant legs to the side. Jiggled my leg little turd nug fell on the floor, and I kicked it under a display case. And then the next time I went to the Livingston Mall, Babbage's was closed for fumigation. Now, was this an old-school electronics boutique? Yeah. Real this, tiny ones? This had like, to have been in, like, late 80s, early 90s. So before they turned into EB Games. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which then turned into GameStop. Yep. Yeah. All right, Auntie Cannoli, Mike still has more poop. Or actually, it was EBX before it was EB Games, wasn't it? Didn't they have... Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I'm I gonna, have no idea. Yeah, I'm All right, gonna... yeah, you look it up. I'll play Auntie Cannoli, Mike. Just a brief, quick rundown of various times I have shit off the top of my head. Really could probably create a list twice as long. But uh, when you gotta go, you gotta go. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Martin Luther King Day for Jeff. Happy Valentine's Day for Kevin and Carl. Kevin, I hope you're employed by the time you hear this. Uh, happy tax <laughs> season. Happy Easter. Close. And, uh, you should be caught up by then. Yeah, Easter's the closest one. When is Easter, by the way? It's in April. Oh, it is? Oh, I thought yeah. it was in March. Yeah, I, I just... I No, Easter was 40 days from uh, Ash Wednesday, which was the week before last. Oh. Or last. While you were doing April the MSPH 9th. wrestling announcements, I was crushing a Reese's peanut butter egg. Not a, a peanut butter cup shaped like an egg. An actual Reese's peanut butter egg. And goddamn, are they exquisite. 
I tongue darted. So I've eaten through all of my Easter candy already. All of the Cadbury eggs that I got, my Reese's eggs, and the marshmallow eggs. Oh my Christ, shuddy boy. Well, I got one pack of each. Jeez, that was almost two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Not judging you. Uh, yeah, Draven does every time we're at the fucking grocery store. I'm like, we should get more Easter candy. He's like, it's not Easter yet. But he, well, was, if they're selling he, Easter candy, it's Easter season, and you're allowed to buy and eat Easter candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good call, good call, Gavin. You should be like, you know what? Fine, fuck you. You're not even getting a basket this year. Fine, fuck you. <laughs> I hate it when you say fuck you, dad. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Well, what thank a you for listening. of a voicemail from Auntie Canole Mike. That really carried us across the finish line. It really did. <clears throat> Some oh. revelations occurred because of Auntie Canole Mike. I don't think anything was revelations. There was nothing. Shuddy boy, that you took a shit there. in a trash can in the girls' dorm. That's a, that's a story for the ages. The girls' dorm was Dom's Kevin, who Kevin, ended there's, up moving in with you. So there's, there's a lot that happened. Yeah, but again, Kevin was aware of all of this at the time. I don't remember you shitting in a trash can. That was definitely because... So this all happened during your prank call phase? Uh, my turn? My turban is dirty? <laughs> um... So, yes, you would have absolutely heard about this because we started hanging out again and doing the prank calls. And there's no way that we wouldn't have talked about me shitting in a trash can or peeing in a, uh, a milk jug. Well, Shuddy Boy, I did a but lot of drugs granted, in college. It was college. So, you know, this it is like you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah, because... I like I could barely keep track of my own shenanigans. I was only in college for three fucking semesters, and it feels like a ten year period of my life. <laughs> I crammed so much into a year and a half, just drinking. Like I, I developed a beer belly. Uh, yeah, and you know what? What makes it even? I think it was no. Yeah, it was the second semester of your freshman year. Okay, so. Let me think about where it It was just after winter break ended because it was in that time period when you weren't supposed to have any guests at all. You know, when you would come back and you couldn't have any overnight guests. Yeah. Man. Whew. We are lucky we survived that time. Holy shit. We're lucky we survived the, you know, 10 years after that as well. Yeah, it's been a bumpy ride. That's for goddamn sure. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. If you need more MSPH in your life, please head on over to patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. Tons of stuff going up there weekly. I feel like Shuddy and I just wrote like an entire fucking book on music in this past week that went up as Patreon posts. And, uh, boy, this... um, For anybody on the $10 tier, the episode of Queef or No Queef that is coming out on Thursday, I my my abs were sore the next day for how hard I was laughing. I I haven't. There laughed. was a there is a good stretch where ne- neither nobody's saying anything because 
Jeff is that upset and you and I are laughing that hard for that long. Yeah, it was It's like It was beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 like a therapy session. Like you'll feel so much better after you listen to it. So check it out. Patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. <laughs> Fucking hate Dion O'Neill. You guys can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeffra Records. And at MSPH Podcast. You can also listen to Jeff's sports betting podcast, Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. That's right. Fuck yep. yeah. Covering golf, covering basketball, March Madness is coming. NFL draft is next month. So got a bunch of gambling content to get out there. Yeah. Check it out. Outkick Bets, Jeff Clark. Get your get yourself some supplementary Jeff Clark uh entertainment. And Shuddy. Well said. Did you have some sort of merch announcement? Was that did I read that text right? Yeah, you did actually. Uh if you go to imallgone.com slash collections slash MSPH, along with the putty, the poo neck, the p shirt, the poozy, the Putan clan shirt. So much poo. You, you can now get your male or female wank top because the tank tops are now available. No shit. Show off that taco meat. Yep. Your very you own Jeff Clark inspired V-Nex. A, a, a men's cut or a woman's cut racer back. Oh, send All me three the of the women's poo. cut. Yeah. Because as usual, I asked Chris a question and within moments he has it up and ready for sale on the website. Jeez. He's a genius. I feel like that guy's very responsive. On top yeah, of he, I text him. I'm like, can we do this? He's like, yes. I'm like, we're going to record in like four hours or so. Is it okay to talk about? Like, do you have enough time? I don't want you to rush. He's like, if I can get it done before my next meeting. And then two minutes later, he's like, it's up and live on the website. Check it and make sure it looks okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right. So he's very responsive. He's very rad. He gets shit shipped quick and with care. There you go, friends. If you like clothing, it's on the hat. If you would like to see video of all of this, youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour. Every subscription, like, comment, all that stuff goes straight to the algorithm, who is the overlord that decides our fucking fate. So it's essentially in your hands, my friends. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. But until next time, something. Meow, meow, meow. Yes! Victory! Woo! God damn. That was a funky adventure. Open Zoom. Yes, please. Oh, God, please work everything. Please work. Die fucking Rhea. Huh? Look who decided to finally oh! join us. <laughs> it fucking worked. Holy shit. Yeah, your lie did work, Kevin. We oh, my God. The thing. Whatever, Jeff. Gave you fucking more time to titty fuck your ass cheeks.
Yeah, well, I cut my workout short to be here on time. I'm a fucking cuck. I'm a goddamn cuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Sorry, to, to sorry to interrupt your, uh, your naked dude spa time, Jeff, but duty calls. And not the kind of duty that you're into. I literally was in the sauna half naked before I left the gym. Good call, Kevin. All right. Your mic. What is up with it? He's coming through the laptop and not the Yeti. That's what it is. I probably should have been more proactive while we were waiting for you and pointed that out to him. Jesus, uh, Jeff, you fucking diarrhea slut. How do I sound now? A little better, but still like a pussy. Well, I can't help that. <laughs> It sounds better, but it does sound like you're getting a lot of room noise. Yeah, there's a lot of echo. Not like echo, echo, but like... I'm starting to think... I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jeff. Go ahead. I'm starting to think I haven't encountered enough vaginas. That's not really what we're dealing with here right now. (laughs) We're dealing with some vaginas right now. Crawfish and shrimp. Itafui. El Blunto. Man, this is the fucking onslaught of my own words. <laughs> do I still sound bad? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change it. I, I'm coming through the right mic. No, you sound pretty good. You're good. No, now you sound fine. Yeah. Still like a pussy, though. I'll live with just, it. Just kidding, Jeff. <laughs> all right. Save some of this energy for the episode, all right? We're not recording 35 minutes late because of you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but I was I was in the shower and lost power twice. It was like two quick brownouts, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is gonna be fun to deal with." And every time the power goes out or the presonus gets turned off, I have to fucking plug it back into the PC to like resync or recalibrate it. And then this fucking computer just couldn't find my Wi-Fi once the power went out and like the router went down. This thing was a fucking nightmare, but it was sketchy. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, because this computer's fucking old, man. I had, like, a craft EMP go off in my apartment this weekend, and I was kicking myself at all of that shit that happened, and then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, please don't be the laptop, too. This fucking- You say a craft EMP? Yeah, you know, like when all of my electronics decide to just shit themselves at the same time. I'm not familiar with that. That happens for, for you from time to time? Very, very rarely, but on the rarest of occasions, my electronics and tech tend to shit their own pants viciously. Dude, I almost shit my pants. I was playing coffee chicken in the middle of an NBA podcast, and I almost shit myself when I was talking NBA with one of my coworkers. Man, we're spitting fire in the Easter egg right now. What are we doing? <laughs> I, was little, I was like, dude, I have an emergency. I have to pause this. Like, this did, you say, did you say it was poop? Yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> the, he's the homie. It's not that big of a deal. It wasn't like, a, like an interview or anything that important. We're just talking NBA gambling. But I thought I could move on. I was turtling, and 
I was literally going to shit my <laughs> pants right in front of this dude. <laughs> oh no, my ass is playing pants whack-a-mole. Yeah. It's an easy edit, right? It's just going to be a straight bar when there's silence. So I was like, all right, you know what? I got yeah. to take a break right now. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll edit this. But I was all sweating and shit. Get, getting you all emotional? I was looking guilty. It's like, I'm not guilty. I'm just going to shit my pants. Paul! God, I hope you guys bring it today. I don't have much oh, of this. No? No. Didn't fucking watch anything. I can't fucking review gay porn again. I was, that's what I was doing. Uh, while we were waiting for Kevin, I was putting in my letterbox D reviews. Oh, man, that is, that is a dope Wu-Tang shirt you got on, Shuddy. Thank you. I bought it this weekend. It's got <laughs> the dragons on the sleeves. Oh, that is dope. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of long sleeve hip hop shirts. I feel they're big and metal, but that's a dope, dope. A- after seeing the long sleeves, that just got even doper. That's sick. Probably why I really don't fuck with long sleeve shirts. It's because they don't well, really. They don't make hip hop V necks, so I don't know what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> that, that that theory doesn't Dude, apply. Huge update. I got a new pack of VNX this week and I target. Then why are you wearing an old one? What's the occasion? This isn't old. This is new. Oh, I got a court date, so I had to get some new VNX. <laughs> <laughs> well, no occasion. Just the current ones that I have right now are, are a little old and outdated, and it's time for me to get a freshie. And... Covered in like poo and ice cream stains? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're all <laughs> fucking just mutilated but i went to target this weekend to find the what do they call the most stuffed oreos yeah I, they might not be available in long beach i've been to like three different ralphs a fucking target i don't i don't really know what else to do i guess i can go to walgreens mm. walgreens every now and then has some really yeah, it's weird. It's random, but I've I've I don't know, I went into Walgreens for something. I don't remember. Not a big deal. I think it was like an at-home COVID test. I was like, well, wait a second. There's some legit snacks in here. I gotta come here more often. But all right, should we uh, should we start this motherfucker? I held you guys up for a long ass time. Yeah, I'm down. Los Angeles, California. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. Recording in progress. I gave it to you. You almost. Just under the wire. almost on me. That was not going to be on me. That fucking close. Los Angeles, California with Mad Scientist Party Hour. (laughs) 